Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. What's per, going on? Per usual, per normal. 16 days. 16 days. Oh, boy. Do you want to know what that's for? The, the the 16 days, the countdown? Um, I'll probably continue doing it. Your birthday? Nope. Try again. <gasps> Dang it. I never know where your birthday is. Um, <laughs> try try man, again. Man, I just don't know. When is... Uh, it started the NFL season. Oh! 16 days, people, until Thursday night football, Bears, Packers, NFL season 100, NFL season 100, NFL season 100, for SEO purposes. I'll, I'll put it somewhere in the, uh, the description. <laughs> the 100 emoji? <laughs> yeah, just the 100 emoji. Um, today, we are going to bring you our top five mid-round targets for 2019. Last show, we did our late-round targets, um, so we're going to go backwards and do our mid-round targets targets these are guys that you should be targeting in the middle of your draft i want to let you know before we uh, get into that that i did have 21 guys written down yes i did have 21 guys written down and we had That's to a lot na- we had to narrow our our list significantly <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about that in a second before we get into the news check out our brand spanking new website with a check it out bunch of new content at thefantasychampions.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at the, the FF Champs on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. Subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, all that good stuff. Make sure you leave a review, comment wherever you're listening, all that good stuff. Engage. We like engagement. Ask us questions because we will answer them. Uh, share this podcast with your friends. Let's move into the news. We're going to start off with the news. Okay. And then we're going to quickly move into a rapid segment. Rapid. Oh, boy. About um, preseason. So we'll just okay. go through it one at a time and uh, move really fast. So I want to start off with the Antonio Brown drama. Oh, boy. I talked about this last week, so I won't I won't give the other details to the situation. If you, uh, if you are a up-to-date with the NFL, you know exactly what happened. And if you're up-to-date with our podcast, you heard it last Tuesday. More has happened. So he returned to practice last Tuesday uh, from the whole helmet situation and all the stuff that had happened. Um, he tweeted he wanted a specific helmet, which I believe we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted a, uh, a Shroot Air Advantage or something like that. They found one. 2014, within the deadline, they thought it was good. So he got that helmet from the person. He reviewed it, and it failed. The NFL failed it. I'm like, you, that's a, that's a, that's a big D move right there. <laughs> by the nfl they're like no not today (laughs) i was like stop uh brown left sunday's practice early because he was pissed off finding out that they had not approved his helmet um and now he's essentially appealing the ruling by the nfl saying that um it was bias what i've heard is that antonio brown can sue the nfl and get an injunction similar to how Tom Brady got an injunction. That would be one of the dumbest. Oh, it would, it would seriously be. The only reason why he would do it is because he would get an injunction that would allow him to play with his helmet. Right. For whatever. So why can't time. they just like give him a waiver and say, you can wear whatever helmet you want. Because the NFL is but... moronic. <laughs> I'm not defending Antonio Brown. He's being complete idiot. Oh, Antonio. How does it feel to be a Raiders fan right now? Yeah, I'm scared. If you're a Raiders fan, you should be like absolutely two months ago, you're terrified. Like, we just got Antonio Brown. Let's go. And now it's like <laughs> and now the season hasn't anything. even started yeah, yet. And it already feels like it's going down. Um, since then, he has returned to practice. He came to practice today. There was a little blow up in the middle of the day Uh-oh. on Twitter because uh, some NFL expert that follows the Raiders and was at practice. And after they did their stretches and their warm-ups, Antonio Brown ran into the facility without a helmet on. They put their helmets on. Somebody said, everyone put their helmets on. Antonio Brown's not on the field anymore. So uh, <laughs> that blew up. But it is confirmed wow. by Adam Schefter that, and by the coach that he was there, participated with the new helmet, and he said, quote, he's all in. Um, if you are unaware of the situation that happened Sunday, when he left practice early, they asked uh, Mike, Mc, um, Mike, Mayock. Mike Mayock about it, and he said, we either want you to be all in or we either, or you be all out. 
but right. we want to know which one it is. And so he came to practice, and uh, John Gruden used the quote, all in. So it sounds like he's here to stay, but last time I said that, this happened. Uh, right. So keep an eye on that. I am moving Antonio Brown down my draft boards because I don't want anything to do Are with you? Guy. Yeah, I don't want to draft him at all. You might have to in your spot. Yeah, I know. This is the It's the worst. One of our leagues... I'm I'm sitting here and I, I'm gonna have to draft Antonio Brown and I'm not happy about it. Um, in other news, Kenyon Drake was seen in a walking boot on Wednesday. He is expected to play Week One. Um, he has a I think it's an ankle injury, so keep an eye on that as it develops. Um, they said that Kalen Balage, not that this was any surprise to anyone, named the third running back on the the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kalen Balage is the is expected to be the starter if Kenyon Drake can't go Week One. So that also confirms that Kenyon Drake is the starter. Right. Don't yeah, worry cause... about Kalen Balage taking that job. Um, NBC Sports Joe Fan anticipates Chris Carson will get a two at least two thirds of the workload Ooh, with Rashad Penny filling in the rest. That is a speculation. I don't usually like to put speculation in the news, but that is interesting and. What is happening in the preseason is also backing that up. They also want to get Chris Carson. I believe we talked about this last Tuesday, um, 50-plus catches, which is interesting. If that he's happens, turning into a workhorse. He's turning into a workhorse. Yeah, I think they want to go with Chris Carson. I I mean, part of me is like, what a waste of a first-round pick in Rashad Penny. But at the same time, if you got an undrafted rookie a season before, does it really matter? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's had a he's had a tough week. Oh boy, five intercept five interceptions in Wednesday's practice. Golly! And then he went one for six with a pick on oh, the first drive back Jimmy. from the ACL injury in a preseason game. He's had a tough couple weeks. Now this crap happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's magnified by preseason and training camp. And that hype. preseason game was on national TV. Yes, on ESPN. So it is concerning that jimmy jimmy garoppolo is playing lights now a lot of people have said jimmy g sucks he blows he's not very good don't draft jimmy all this stuff somebody actually i forgot what his name is i'm sorry i would credit you but i don't remember who you are um they said that jimmy garoppolo uh looks like it was an actual take it looks like he is uncomfortable throwing off his back leg which is the acle tour so um if that's the case in the ACL is some, it's going to take him a little bit to get back. But from what I've heard in camp before this past week, Jimmy's been good. So I don't know what happened this particular week. I don't know if his porn star girlfriend broke up with him or something <laughs> like that. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, the good news is, <laughs> is there any good news for Jimmy G right now? There is. The good news is none of this matters. Yeah, it's true. It's training camp and preseason. It starts to matter in week one. Like literally but, everything I'm going to say, in this whole entire segment doesn't <laughs> preseason news. Um, Miami Herald reports that second year Mike uh, tight end Mike Gisecki has continued to struggle in training camp. This has been a consistent theme. Um, I really like Gisecki going into the year, but like we said, the one thing when when you see positive training camp news, it's, uh, you, you have to take it with a grain of salt right. and be like, okay, everyone like. But when you see negative training it's camp usually, news, it usually means bad. it's legit and the guy's not having a good camp. So if that's the case, I would, if you liked Mike Gaiseki originally, I would take a look at reconsidering that. Right. And I really do like him. He's a physical freak and, and he's, he can be really good. I just, yeah. same people with Jordan Thomas and Houston, the Houston Texans. He's having like a poor camp as well, I guess. Um, the Charlotte Observer calls the return of Cam Newton's deep ball the biggest surprise of Panthers camp. So that means his arm's back. Ooh, if that not, if not, that's true. If you needed any confirmation. Hey, everybody, hop on the back. We're going to the DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. <laughs> the, the DJ Moore uh, Express, you know what's I guess. ridiculous? What's up? Is that Curtis Samuel might get, if, if the hype continues before the season, Curtis Samuel might jump ahead of DJ Moore. That is, in drafts. that'll be ridiculous. People are so obsessed with I Curtis like Samuel. Curtis Samuel, too. The last two weeks... But, there have been two guys that have been hyped up for absolutely no reason by Twitter. Chris Godwin. Yeah, that's a weird one. And uh, Curtis Well, Samuel. it's not weird, but like I, I like Chris Godwin a lot. As a fifth-round pick? As a... Stop. As a sixth-round pick. Yeah, let's back the truck up on Chris he, Godwin, people. He, he's a fourth-round pick in some drafts. People are getting really he's hyped flying, up. which makes no sense to me. Yeah, it, I, I don't get it either. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, according to Adam Schefter... Ezekiel Elliott currently weighs in at a low 220, which is the healthiest he's been uh, wow. since his rookie season. 
Um, and then he's working really hard in uh, Cabo something. He's in, I don't, I, care, I, I don't even remember where he is. Mexico, I believe. Um, I did want to mention that Jerry Jones, uh-huh. he's such a clown. Tony Pollard had a good game. Yep. And Jerry Jones came out and they asked him, you know, what do you think of uh, the Ezekiel Elliott situation or something like that? And he said, Zeke who? In response to the Tony <laughs> Pollard performance. And then it got a chuckle and a laugh. And Zeke's team is pissed. Yeah, they're, they're like, they we didn't feel, think it was funny. Would they feel disrespected? <laughs> you know what's funny about Jerry Jones is that he he's literally said things like, "We don't need a running back to win a Super Bowl. Um, you needed Emmett Smith to win three, and your a whole offense revolves around a guy in Ezekiel Elliott. And when he's off the field, it's proven that Dak Prescott and the whole offense blows. Like, well, did he, they have Amari Cooper win? Last no, that's true. That's fair. So, uh, but Tony, Pollard, it's definitely it definitely makes a huge difference though. I think Tony Pollard is worth a look late in drafts just in case. He's, he's the clear cut Especially if you draft Zeke. Especially if you draft Zeke. If you're drafting Zeke too, and I'm in this situation, if you draft Zeke too, you need to make sure you have Tony Pollard. Yep. I've heard reports that Tony Pollard could be, if Ezekiel Elliott's you know, holdout lasts into deep the into the season, yep. he could be the James Conner of this year, that type of guy. He's talented. He's good. It just And I think, I think that Cowboys offensive line is just... It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So. so you can't really go wrong with him. But if Zeke comes back, he's in good shape. Dude, I you like said Zeke. Uh, Zeke was in Mexico? Yeah, something like that. I thought I saw him on Twitter on Chick-fil-A. At Chick-fil-A. Oh, do you see that picture? <laughs> yeah, I did. Of course <laughs> I did. <laughs> he's so, that, was, that was kind of funny. Um, the Athletics' Nate Taylor left Carlos uh, Hyde off his latest 15-man roster. I just wanted to throw that in really fast. Not oh, that wow. the Athletics' Nate Taylor has anything to do with that. Um, but I wanted to note that Carlos Hyde is now on the bubble, uh, according to a lot of people. So we'll see if he can. I don't think he really fits th- what the Chiefs trying no, to do. No, he doesn't. Anyway. I don't think he fits anywhere anymore. ESPN <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Adam ESPN's Adam Schefter reports a holdout uh, holdout running back Melvin Gordon is prepared to sit out regular season games if he does not get a deal. We already knew that, um, but it's being confirmed by the man. That's scary. Adam, Adam Schefter. Um, the NFL reinstated Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon. Good for him. Um, I put him at 39 to 40 on my rankings because we just don't know what we're going to see from him. Bill Belichick yep. was very vague about where he was going to be. I think that's a good spot. Uh, yeah, 30 to 39. If if we find out that he's he's flanking Nikhil Harry with Julian Edelman in the slot, I think Josh Gordon is probably 35 to 30 on my list instead okay. i'll move him ooh, up ooh. but i th- i just don't we don't know much about him right now right. last season like he was what was he he was a wide re- low-end wide receiver too right yeah with tom brady prorated so right now should be like somewhere in the fourth late fourth i'd say as of right fourth now. round yeah i would say like sixth or seventh really yeah i i, I think he's gonna end up being late fourth or fifth yeah yeah that, that, I, as not, a, I get what you're saying though as of right now i I don't Probably. know if I want to buy in. Like I said, what if he? What if? What, do, do you want to invest a fourth or fifth round draft choice on a guy that? Oh, could, well, could be found out that he's. I don't on the weed again. And, I don't. Yes, because right. I think he's probably unfortunate. But there are a lot of Josh, Josh Gordon truthers out there. Now, where? I'm just curious of where. I don't think the ADP has changed no, yet. It hasn't. Uh, right now, I think it's at like 13th, 14th round. I could see him at six or seven by the time drafts get over. I think it's too late in the game in mm-hmm. terms of like, like it might have an effect if people do their drafts on September 30th or September 29th or 28th. I mean, August, but August, I'm sorry, August 28th or 29th. Uh, but this is, this weekend is the big weekend for fantasy football drafts. Yep. So um, if you're drafting this weekend, be sure to keep an eye on the Josh Gordon situation, what happens in practice, all that stuff. Um, Adam Schiffer also reports that Keenan Allen is dealing with an ankle injury that is expected to hold him out for the rest of the preseason, but not week one. Don't worry about Keenan Allen. He'll be fine. I also want to note that Keenan Allen is, is a major buy right now. If you are in a dynasty league, uh, go buy Keenan Allen if you're, if you're a contender. And uh, if you're doing a draft, draft Keenan Allen. I think it's worth it in the third round now. Mm. Uh, without Melvin Gordon, he's going to be targeted Ooh, a point. crap ton. Um, so I do that. like Keenan Allen this year. Yeah, I, I but so. if Melvin Gordon resigns and comes back, we'll see what happens. Um, according to Ben Volan of the Boston Globe, the Titans' starting quarterback job, quote, looks surprisingly wide open, unquote. Uh, 
that was an interesting little thing. So keep an eye out there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has looked. That's really not surprising. In the preseason, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill has looked really good in the preseason so far. So, um, Coach Andy Reid said sixth round running back Darwin Thompson. This goes oh boy, to my news above about Carlos Hyde. Darwin Thompson is more advanced than they thought he would be when they drafted. I am not one to take a victory lap in the preseason, but Darwin Thompson is now being drafted. Did I not talk about Darwin Thompson months ago? You did. You did. But you also said you'd be starting. And- I, I think he. I said he could. I, I said I didn't think it was hard to overtake Carlos Hyde and That's true. Damian Williams. I think... Like, here's what's going to happen. He will, he'll, he'll overtake Hyde. He'll be the number two running back on the roster. And then in week three, when Damian Williams re-injures his hamstring and Darwin, Darwin Thompson has to get the job, he'll take it, he'll run with it, and he, he won't look back. Like, if he, if he goes out and he has two touchdowns and 100 yards, Andy Reid's like, this is our guy. We're going to move forward with him. Like, we're not going to waste our time on Damian Williams at this point. Is he that good? Or he can do something like that? Yeah. Okay. I think I think he's talent is talent. The reason why he was undrafted is because he went to a small school Didn't he go, and he's really wasn't short. he drafted late like sixth round. Yeah, yeah. So the reason why he was drafted so late is because he he went to a small school right. and he was short. Um, Le'Veon Bell will not play in the pre play in the preseason, so that's not surprising. Dolphins coach Brian Flores said that Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a lock to start Week One. Um, so we do have some car quarterback competitions here. Interesting. Um, Colts placed. I also, I, I didn't write this on our news, but, uh, Case Keenum is projected now, uh, right now as the lead guy to get that the doesn't starting quarterback either. role. But Dwayne Haskins is looking in the preseason. Um, Colts placed running back Donta Foreman on injured reserve with a torn bicep. This poor guy oh, man. gets cut by the Texans and then gets injured when he gets signed by the Colts. So he's going to stay on the Colts. He was only on a one-year deal. He's going to stay on the Colts for the entire season, try to heal, and, and they're going to see what, what happens from there. They're not going to cut him. Um, but he is going on injured reserve. Uh, ESPN's Mike, I'm not even going to try to say your last name, reports that sophomore uh, wide receiver DJ Chark has been the most impressive receiver at Jaguars camp. So on a team, I like D.D. Westbrook, mm-hmm. uh, but on a team that doesn't really have a lot of wide receivers, keep an eye on D.D. D.J. Chark. D.J. Chark. Please don't. It's okay. It's, it's so just... hard to say. <laughs> I'm like, I was going to say, please don't be a success D.J. Chark because <laughs> I literally can't say your name. Um, Yahoo Sports, last piece of news that we have. Yahoo Sports, Therese Poller says that the Bears are, quote, in love with running oh, back boy. David Montgomery. Me too, buddy. Me too. I love you, David Montgomery. Oh, we know. I was talking to you before the show about how David Montgomery was playing Thursday night football, September 5th. <laughs> and then I would rip my pants off if he had a good game. <laughs> I'm so on board with David Montgomery right now. Um, I'm going to give you really quickly some preseason news. Um, we I, we really can't talk too much about it, but uh, I'll go through it really fast. So Kyler Murray completed three of eight passes for 12 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He looked uncomfortable, not very good, and uh, he looked average. Uh, which for a lot of people, if you are somebody who likes to you know who wants to draft Kyler Murray, the fact that he threw eight three for eight doesn't really affect anything in terms of why I would draft Kyler Murray, and I told <laughs> yeah. you I would. Yeah, um, I think he could be a top ten quarterback this year just be just on the pure fact that he's insanely fast and can rush the football. Like I think he's going to get seven eight if he starts the whole season seven eight hundred yards. So I wouldn't be concerned about the three of eight. It's preseason. Freaking relax. Yeah. Um, Andy Isabella caught one of four targets in that same game for 59 touch, uh, 59 yards and a touchdown. So he's looked pretty good so far in the preseason. One of four is not amazing, but <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Miles Sanders rushed five times for 31 yards. He was significantly better in the second preseason game against the Jaguars. Um, he is clearly the more talented running back to Jordan Howard. It's just a matter of when he takes when, over that job. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dwayne Haskins completed seven of fourteen passes, 114 yards, and a touchdown against the Bengals. He looked really good. I, I actually really like Dwayne Haskins. Hey, I, I thought he was going to be a garbage can, but we'll see what happens. I'm not going to buy into the I, preseason. If fight. I'm the Redskins, I'm not starting him. No, not yet. Season. Not yet. Because not only because I'm not sure if he's ready, but.
but more importantly, the Redskins definitely aren't ready. <laughs> Meaning he's going to go in and he's going to crap his pants because yeah, the whole true. team blows. True. No offense if you're a Redskins fan. Uh, Justice Hill rushed 10 times for 49 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's the backup running back to uh, marking right now in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And if Baltimore rushes it 400-something times again this year and <laughs> marking them might. takes 250 of them, that leaves like 200 <laughs> just right. Hill. Uh, so that should be, in, or, you know, obviously, I think 150 for him and then like 50 to, I don't know, how many do you expect Lamar Jackson to take? But, probably um, upwards of 50. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, maybe even, that's probably, probably more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, but Daniel Jones completed 11 of 14 passes for another really good game, oh. 161 yards and a touchdown. So oh. he went, he went, what was it, six for six in his first yep. game, now 11 for 14. He is currently freaking 17 for 20. In the preseason, it is just preseason right now. but it is just preseason. But uh, the Giants don't look that stupid yet. No. Uh, did you hear what? Uh, what? Uh, I, really quickly, what uh, Baker Mayfield said about Daniel Jones? No. What did he say? He, in some kind of GQ article, they asked him about that decision for some reason. I don't know how they got to it, but the decision <laughs> to uh, for the Giants to draft Daniel Jones at like sixth at, overall. Yeah, something like that. And Baker kind of they, they uh, he he said they twisted his words, but he basically said that he was shocked and he was like why would they do that and that if you want to win you have to draft a winner or something like that whoa yeah and uh so he kind of that does seem like it could be yeah like so so uh, he said that he didn't say that i didn't look too much into it because i really don't care about tabloid (laughs) gossip yeah um devin singletary totaled six yards and two carry on two carries um, adding three catches for 25 yards so he looked decent in his second uh, outing he looked terrible in his first um, Josh Rosen completed 10 of 18 passes for 102 scoreless in the Dolphins preseason game. Probably why they're considering looking at that position uh, over again. Deion Kane, the third wide, what is projected to be the third wide receiver on the um, Indianapolis Colts. A lot of people like Deion Kane. People, have, there's been a lot of Deion Kane truthers. Oh boy, he was supposed to be the fourth or fifth wide receiver and not really climb up the chart. He could be the third guy. He got seven of nine, 80 yards, and uh, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Seven of nine? And it was seven of nine That's pretty for good. 80 yards. Um, Damian Harris rushed 14 times for 80 yards. He looked wicked slow. I watched that whole game, and uh, he looked like <laughs> slow as molasses. He should have scored a touchdown, but he didn't because he was too darn slow to <laughs> he's get into too, the end zone. He's the next Laguerre Blunt, bro. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Jacoby Myers, also on the Patriots, caught six, all six of his targets, 82 yards. So there were two guys coming out of week one, two wide receivers. Um Preston Williams, I think, for Miami and Jacoby Myers both had really good week ones. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm going to take a look at Preston Williams. We'll see what he does. You know, there's not a lot of good receivers on the Miami Dolphins. He has a better chance of jumping into that spot. Jacoby Myers is probably going to be the fifth guy. Well, Preston Williams had a bad week. And Jacoby Myers continues to impress in camp and in, in preseason games. This is his second game with 80-plus uh, yards so that's pretty good it's interesting i don't see him as a fantasy option but no <laughs> <laughs> uh keep him there uh tony pollard started second preseason game uh rushed five times 42 yards one touchdown looked uh looked really good in that in that preseason game let's move into our top five mid-round targets finally take a deep breath that's you know, like a fire week. hose it's preseason, we're all gonna, right? We're going to go into the news, but don't worry. It's going to be like 10 minutes. Like We're going to do this real quick, five minutes. 25 minutes later. No. <laughs> uh, let's get started with our top mid-round targets. We're going to give you our top five. Um, this is rounds five through nine and half PPR mm. based on sleepers ADP. This is, these are key um, rounds because usually you'll get a good player in the first rounds, right? Right. Most of the time you'll get a good player in the third and fourth round. But the fifth through ninth round is where a lot of mistakes are made, a.k.a. me last year taking Jimmy Graham in the fifth round was not a good call. I think I took Alshon Jeffrey in the sixth round, which ended up not being a good call either. So these middle rounds, though, can really make a big difference on your team because if you hit on those first few rounds and then you still hit in rounds five, six, seven, eight, nine, your team's going to be really good. I think now there's there's a lot of people – in the fantasy football community that disagree on the I don't I personally don't think you should draft a trade. That's not a good strategy, generally speaking. <laughs> not in general, yeah. Yeah, generally. Uh, but a lot of times when I draft mid round draft picks, it's guys that I see as valuable and guys that I see like hopefully they break out, hopefully they play well, mm-hmm. but they could be guys these are guys that I'm gonna put in deals, right? 
eventually put in deals to try to get a stud, a guy that was drafted in the first three rounds. You might hit on somebody who turns into like a big-time first-round pick and right. next year at least and, and turns out to be an RB1 or a wide receiver one. or You might hit on mm-hmm. somebody. But generally speaking, most of the time you're not, and you're going to end up with a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three, a running back two, a running back three. Um, and, and those guys are perfect trade options for you. Um, and w- like drafts are not the first. Like a lot of people, you're drafting this weekend, you drafted last weekend, yep. you're sitting here thinking. Get hyped about your team. You're getting hyped about your team, but it's not the final product. Not even close. Not even close. 95% of winning a fantasy championship is building your team through waiver wires and trades. Like, you aren't, you, unless your league does not pay attention, <laughs> yeah. you are going to, you are not going to, yeah. to end up, end up throughout in a the year to win. The amount of waiver wires and free agents that you pick up, depending on what you do, the amount of trades, the stardom sitems that you'll be paying attention to and affecting your team week to week, those are what's really key. Yeah. The draft is important, though. Don't get me wrong. But if you're really going to take that next step to being a championship-level yeah. fantasy team, it's going to be throughout the season, yeah. not during the draft day. I heard somebody say the other day, I can't remember who it was, but somebody among the many uh, other podcasts I listened to, um, they basically said that the team is, this is assuming you're in an active league. Like if you're on NFL.com and you're in a league that no one pays attention to and you're just joined just one like of those random, random ESPN yeah. or Yahoo leagues that no one, like two people are active on it, those are so easy to win just because they're garbage um, it's cheating it's cheating yeah <laughs> so but but if you're in a if you're in a highly competitive active league where everyone's paying attention you'll notice that the teams who draft even if you have the perfect draft and you have a ve- you have a very good draft the teams that draft and don't make a lot of moves in terms of trades and waiver wire decisions are the ones that get bounced in the first usually, round. usually yeah usually and so if you want if you're if you're losing in the first round every year and not getting to the second round, not getting to your championship, not moving forward. Consider making huge decisions, massive trades, taking risks, all of that stuff. Like it, you're, the entire season is a massive. Like, People are so afraid to take. I know, risks I know, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so mid round guys are are the start of that of that. It is yep construction. You know what I mean? Of the they're they're the foundation. You know your draft is your foundation, and then you use the rest of the crap to build the rest of the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's start with our top five mid round targets. This is five through nine rounds. Five through nine. So uh, let's get started. Number one on our list: Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, dude, drinking from a fire hose you today. So much information. I'm not. I know. <laughs> With Go the ahead. Lions, we both like are so scared of their offense, yeah. yet love their skill players. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I, I I was having a hard time with Kenny Galladay on this list, mm. and the reason why he's on it is because of his upside. Right, which is massive. Because he's the number one wide receiver on that team. And you know what? Honestly, so like if you're a defense on an NFL team, yep. you're probably trying to stop carrying out Johnson. Who are you focusing on? Yeah, I on? would say I would say most carry on. I think most teams, not maybe not all, but I think most teams <laughs> would TJ probably Hawkinson. focus on carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Hawk, baby. <laughs> Which would open things up for Kenny Gall. He's gonna be the number one receiver on that team. And he's gonna get a and lot of And you still have time. Marvin Jones there, which I think a lot of people in, in real life NFL. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that you gotta consider stopping too. Right. And that's gonna help Kenny Galloway. Because chances are Galladay. Galladay, Galloway. Bro, Same it difference. don't matter. He's like, it don't matter. There, a lot, I think a lot of teams are, chances are actually, I think teams could put their number one corner if they're playing man against Marvin Jones. Yeah. And leave Kenny, oh, no, no, I agree. I agree. Kenny Galladay as the second option, which would open things up a lot for him. But I still think he will be the number one receiver in that offense. And even though on Johnson and the team is going to run the ball a lot, yeah, and they're going to run the ball at on Johnson and who's it, C.J. Anderson yep. as well. Yep. I think Matt Stafford is still going to throw the ball a lot. Typically he does. And oh, typically Matt Stafford, who I think had one of his worst years of his career last year, I don't see him repeating that. No, no, he shouldn't. And chances are he's going to be Matt Stafford from two years ago, which is a top 12 quarterback in the league, top 15 quarterback in the league, which statistically speaking, yeah. and he throws a lot of yards. So I think it all kind of lines up for Kenny <clears throat> Galladay to have a good season. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I, I think... It's difficult when you're getting... So 
there are so many. I, I told you there was 21 players on my list. Yeah, and there are so many wide receivers that um, that go in the middle rounds. And and you know, I don't want to go on a tangent about you know how you should draft, but it's a good. There's a good like if you were a, a zero running back strategy guy in a in a full PPR that might work, but in half PPR and standard that don't work. Mm. And the reason why it don't work is because there is so like there is so little running backs that can be successful in this league that you have to draft them early. Like you're not going to get away with drafting a guy late and like it, most it, of the time, most right, of the yeah. time, most of the time that's going to happen. But the wide receiver position in the middle rounds is so deep. It's, it is. It's it crazy. really is. So Kenny Galladay is, is to me, he's one of the guys that tops like Julian Edelman and, Kenny Galladay topped the list in terms, and we'll talk about Julian later, but um, they topped the list in terms of wide receivers in the middle rounds for me. Um, I think Kenny Galladay has the ability to ascend into that because they, for half the season, they had, what's his name? Golden Tate. Golden Tate. And Kenny Galladay was still playing extremely was, well. Yeah, he was doing very good. At that good. point. Um, I don't know what happened to him you know, after this point, because he had some really... Their whole offense kind of fell apart, though, too. From week 10 to week 16, I believe he was a, he was a, a mid-range to high-end wide receiver, too. And then from weeks 1 through 5, he was number 13. Um, and then weeks 10 through 17, I'll just pull that up really fast. Um, 10 through 17, he was a wide receiver, two, I believe. Um, he was... Yeah, wide receiver 18. So... Is this what... Uh, this was uh, half PPR. Okay. So, so I think Kenny Galladay, he had you know Marvin Jones. He had an offense that was trying to figure it out. He was in a new system. He was in a new situation. And I think this year is his second year to ascend into a wide receiver one. Like I think he has among the wide receivers that I listed on my mid round targets, those twenty one guys. I think he has probably the biggest upside in terms right. of being a wide receiver. Out of everybody you're, for receivers you're going to draft from rounds five through yeah. nine, how many of them are going to be wide receiver ones on their team? Not many. And the ones that are then rank the quarterbacks. Yeah. There's like, there's a couple of guys, you know, yeah, rank the quarterbacks. Right. That's, great. That's a great point. And I think Matt Stafford would probably be higher on that list than some of the other guys that might be, might be a number one wide receiver on the right. team. Right. And so, I mean, the concerning part is the trashness. Can I use that phrase? Trashness <laughs> is, is how bad the Lions offense was last year. Like Kenny Galladay can make up. I mean, um, carry on Johnson can make up for a bad offense with his running style and the way he's utilized. Right. But Kenny Galladay literally relies on good offense to be a success name a top 10 wide receiver that's on a bad team. You can't. I mean, even even the ones that are on bad teams have de- decent offenses. Like you could say Mike Evans, but Mike Evans in the Buccaneers offense, at least fantasy-wise, was fantastic. Yeah. Do you want me to give you the ten in, the top 10 and half PPR last year? Sure. Tyreek Hill, fantastic offense. Yep. Hopkins, fantastic offense. Yep. Adams, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I mean, the offense wasn't bad last year. It wasn't awful. Yeah, uh, but anyway, Adams has Aaron Rodgers, so that's a moot point. Uh, Antonio Brown, good offense. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones, good offense. Michael Thomas, good offense. Adam Thaleen, decent offense. He's an exception to the rule. Juju, good offense. Mike Evans, exception to the rule. Robert Woods and Stephen Diggs. So it's, it's interesting to see. You Most c- of them at least have decent offenses, though. There's no, like... yeah. Right, like even the Vikings, like you, the people would make an argument on the Vikings, but I still think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Can Matt Stafford be a good quarterback again? That's the question. Yes, and I believe to... I believe he can be. Okay, if, if you're one of the people that believe he can be, then you should draft Kenny Gallo. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the upside is just so high for me. Is that if you have if you have like a, you're in the second round or something like that you get your you're running back in the first round and then you go to the second round and you get a wide receiver or something like that i'm not generally one to sit go based on your your how you your draft yeah, you should you should you shouldn't plan like this but if you get into that position where you have a really good wide receiver one on your team 
Kenny Galladay is a perfect wide receiver too yeah. because he has that upside to be a wide receiver one. So if he ascends into wide receiver one-ness next year, then you're then, golden. Then you're golden. You have two wide receiver ones on your team. If he doesn't work out, you then still have a you legit. have a plethora of wide receivers to choose from. Right. Hopefully, you drafted some of some other guys, and if, hope, and if you didn't, th- and you drafted, hoping that they break out. Yeah, Kenny Galladay in that spot, expecting him to be your receiver two, and he flakes out. Going by that strategy, at least you would have right. a really solid wide receiver one. And if you drafted well, like you were saying, the rest of the draft, you'll be fine because your bench right. will be good enough to go trade for wide right. receiver two. Or maybe even slot somebody in there. Let's talk about our number two guy, Kenyon Drake. Now, he was one of my bold predictions. What was your bold prediction? My by bold the way? prediction that Ken was that Kenyon Drake was going to be a low end RB one. You want to take that back? No, I, I kind of almost took it back a couple weeks ago, but I'm not going to take it back. I really, really Yikes. believe in Kenyon Drake this year. <laughs> I'm I not buying into the Kalen Balage hype. I'm not buying into the Kalen Balage hype train. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ne- like a, I think a lot it's of okay. But. I th- yeah, I think a lot of people are the 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 the, the Twitter verse is freak. Kalen Balage was a twelfth round pick. Now he's like a ninth, eighth or ninth round. Is pick. he really only the yes. eighth or ninth round? He is literally getting hyped up so much. Kenyon Drake, we talked about earlier, he did have an injury. Um, he is expected to play week one, so I wouldn't be concerned about that. In his first preseason drive, he had six or seven of the first-team snaps, that, and they were only on for, like, one drive. So Kenyon Drake was the guy on the field for God knows how many years. <laughs> I mean, God knows how many drives. I think it was one or two drives. So... To me, they're going to use Kenyon Drake as a workhorse. Last year, he had 53 receptions for 475 yards. It is not unlikely that he could hit 60 receptions this year for 500-plus yards, right? Last year, he had, because Adam Gase is an idiot, and he had Frank Gore run for two yards a carry every single down for 250 times. Um, Kenyon Drake, I think with he, I think he averaged 4.6, 4.5 yards a carry last year he only had 120 carries last year that's the separation between Kenyon drake being rb14 in ppr and rb17 and half ppr and him being nine eight seven in you know uh half ppr and full ppr leagues right, right. so for me Kenyon drake and, and especially because he was seen in a walking boot kaylin balage hype is really high like for me, Kenyon Drake now went from a fifth round. I wasn't going to draft him in the fifth round because I was like, "That's for me. That's too early." I, I can't it was, yeah, it. for me too. Yeah, he, now he's he's moved into the seventh or eighth round, and it's becoming fantastic value. It's fantastic value. You're going to get. I, I think I calculated it today in sleeper and half PPR settings. He's going as the thirty second running back off the board. You're telling me the number seventeen running back in half PPR is going as the thirty second running back off the board in an offense where he's probably going to get more opportunity. Like, why are you fading Kenyon Drake? The injury probably and Balage, yeah. but that's it. But I think the upside's there, even if he missed like the first week of the season. Yeah, the upside is there for this guy. So I think he can be an RB one this year. I think he can ascend only- into that. It, it's it is it, like it, it's a bold prediction because no I get the logic behind it though it's not something that's normally going to happen but right. I think last year you saw Joe Mixon go in the fifth sixth and seventh rounds and I think Kenyon Drake can be the Joe Mixon of this year finishing eight or nine is that offense good enough for him to be a top I don't know yet it depends on how bad Ryan Fitzpatrick plays <laughs> or Josh Rosen whoever they go with like I think Albert Wilson's good I think Devonte Parker's good I think Kenny Stills is good their wide receiver core is good. <laughs> Making faces. I, uh, I'm talking. See, you gotta you gotta disconnect it from like fantasy. No, no, no I know, I know. They're, they're talent, okay. talent wise, okay. the wide receiver core. They're okay. And, alrighty. They're they're all right. I, I I don't disagree with you. The offense is not good, but I think, like I said, running backs control the fate a little bit more. But as a as a as a what is it seventh eighth round draft choice? It's perfect. I think it's a perfect value. Okay. I know. I don't disagree with that. Kenyon Drake has a lot of upside. He, uh, as you said, is going to be the number one RB. Like right. Kalen Balage, let's calm down a little bit. If if, if Kalen <laughs> Balage ends up being the RB one, I will eat my shorts. I'm gonna um remember you saying that just in yeah. case he might he might down. actually do that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to eat. Your... Can I take that? What's back? up, guys? I'm eating my shorts live on the oh, podcast oh. because I. <laughs> back in Jan, uh, uh, not back in January. Forward in January. 
Yes. We're doing a show where I'm just like eating all my takes. We'll have to, we actually should do that. We will. We will. <laughs> we, we will, we will do a entire show about our bad takes. Yes. But, um, I'll quickly say what Candy and Drake, cause you kind of touched on a lot of good points. Yep. One thing that I will say, especially for him, he's going right now back end of the eighth round. The running backs that are going in that area yeah. are really not that good. Like Canyon Drake or Darius Geis. Canyon Drake. Royce Freeman or Canyon Drake. Kenyon you love Drake. you love Royce. I love my boy Royce Freeman. Um Latavius Murray is going at Latavius Murray is going ahead of Canyon Drake right now. I will take Canyon Drake. We're going we're going a full round higher right now. Austin Eckler or Canyon Drake? Canyon Drake. Lamar Sorry. Miller or Canyon Drake? Canyon Drake. Tariq Cohen or Canyon Drake? Yes. That's close. Even. Okay. Miles Sanders or Kenyon Drake? You know what? I'll go back one and I'll say Kenyon Drake just because of upside. I Ooh. think they can end at this. I think they'll both land in the same spot, RB2 okay. wise. What was this? Was Miles, the Miles Sanders or Kenyon Drake? Uh, Kenyon Drake. Tevin Coleman or Kenyon Drake? Tevin Coleman. Oh, really? You've changed your opinion on that. Yeah. Tevin, well, the 49ers also lost a bunch of. <laughs> That's true. James <laughs> White or uh, Kenyon Drake? Uh, I'm going to take Kenyon Drake. Okay. So, I mean. You took them. Those were six round running backs, right there. Yeah. Yep. Six and seventh round. Tells you how much I like Kenyon Drake. I was I was contemplating taking him in the fifth or sixth round when he was there, mm-hmm. uh, but now that he's a seventh or eighth rounder, uh, there is it's not even like consideration at this point. <laughs> um, if there's other guys there that fell, I'll yeah. probably take them over him. It just depends on the draft works out. Right. Right. But Kenyon Drake, I mean, he's a great value. He's a great value. He's in my mocks. He's a guy that I've been going after um, in my best ball drafts. He's a guy that I've been going after. I'm, I love Kenyon Drake this year. You know what we should do? What? We should um, we should steal the Walmart logo, which oh, is no. great value. Yep. And place it on all of our fantasy takes. <laughs> this is this is, right this, next is to this is why we want to draft. Great somebody. value. Great value. And the draft kit, 2020. Yes, honestly. <laughs> uh, number three on our list, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was a guy I faded. I'm going to be honest with you. you I, I started fading on Mark Ingram. I, I never faded And it was because of my hatred, okay? He burned me. And I, I don't know why I say he burned me because I didn't really take a lot to get him. I traded Le'Veon Bell for him, so it didn't really take a, It took a running back yeah, that you didn't did play <laughs> last year. <laughs> you expected but, uh, him to be something he wasn't. What happened was I had, I, had, uh, I had Zeke, Kareem Hunt, and then Mark Ingram was my flex. And then Kamara, I mean, uh, not Kamara, uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously, the whole the whole situation happened. They cut him. He was suspended. Whatever. And then I had to move Mark Ingram into my number two running back slot, and uh, that didn't end up working out too well. Um, he didn't have a great season last year. In his career, he's he's usually he's a career high end RB two, is essentially what Mark Ingram is. Mm-hmm. For me, I think there is a great value in Mark there Ingram. It is. Hey. And I think I think in the fifth round right now, Mark Ingram is a perfect value for people. Mm-hmm. Not only is Mark Ingram, he doesn't have to deal with the Alvin Kamara. No. I was thinking about this earlier today. Complete side note. Wouldn't it be ironic if Justice Hill turned into like Alvin Kamara and stole his job again? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be actually sad. <laughs> that would be like just full. I, I actually didn't like him going to the Baltimore Ravens initially. So... To break it down, at the end of the season, I was kind of mad. I was like, Mark Ingram, you did me wrong. And then as the offseason progressed, I was like, oh, maybe I like him. Maybe I don't like him. He's a fifth, sixth round pick. He's kind of stayed there the entire offseason. He has. He hasn't moved. Um, and then he signed with Baltimore. And I thought he was going to get a bump, but he didn't get a bump. They drafted Justice Hill in the fourth round. They have Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon. One of those two guys isn't going to make the team. And then they got a, they even got a fifth running back on the squad who's specifically just for special teams. So it's and like they have a sixth if you include Lamar Mil- Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah, the sixth if you <laughs> include Lamar Jackson, bro. You just totally my headset just crashed. Yeah, there you go. Um. So anyway, Mark Ingram. What was I saying? How they have six running backs? Oh yeah, yeah. How they six? <laughs> so I, I, the workload was kind of making me nervous, and and all of the stuff that was happening situationally with Mark Ingram, it kind of made me nervous. But as we approach the season. It looks like Gus Edwards is going to be a grinder, a guy to throw out there every once in a while to relieve Mark Ingram of his stress. And Justice Hill may be a third down pass catching back. Um, That's kind of what it looks like they're going to do with their team. When I looked and saw 
what they did with Mark Ingram on first team reps in their in the first preseason game that he played. Mark Ingram looked really good, and he was out there for majority of the time. The one a lot of people believe that he can be an RB one this year, but the concern with Mark Ingram is simple: how many times is he going to rush the ball in the red zone? Because that was his problem with the Saints. Mm. They gave it to Kamara. Every time they got in the red zone, they gave it will to Kamara. to the Gus bus? Not even the Gus bus. People are more concerned that Lamar Jackson will drop back that, and that run it into the end zone over concern. him. Like, they'll do a zone read. I mean, they'll do a, uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, read option. Read option. And, and give it to Lamar Jackson for the touchdown. I mean, we saw it in the preseason game. They, the play didn't count, but I don't know if you saw the highlight. Yeah. Lamar Jackson juking two guys. From, great run. You know, 18 yards out. Yeah, great run, but... Mark Ingram, does that affect his value at all? Touchdowns are king in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. You don't get the touchdowns. I think he'll still get enough touchdowns where it'll be okay. Um, for me, Over I, under 10. That's tough because that's like around where I'd probably say he'd get. I'll go over. Okay. See, that's where I was kind of at. But, it's, but around 10, I think, is appropriate. So here's why I like Mark Ingram. I think he is going in the, yeah, he's fifth round right now, middle of the fifth round. So it is good value for me because I think Great he, value. Oh, there it is. It's great value. Brought to you this podcast is not brought to you by Walmart. It is a I'm just great, gonna snag if any if Walmart used that at any time in like a vocal reference. I'm just gonna throw that in the like a really cheesy yeah. <laughs> throw in the drop. Great value. Great value. <laughs> Um, but Kenny Mark, Holiday is a Mark Ingram, so he's going in, in the middle of the fifth round. And I think he's going to be a, I don't want to say workhorse, because you mentioned three or four guys on their team. Okay. But here's why it doesn't affect me, or it shouldn't affect me, and it shouldn't affect you drafting Mark Ingram. Where did the rate, how many rushing attempts did the Ravens have in 2018? I think it was around 450. 547. <laughs> Wow. How many do you think Mark Ingram's going to get? I would say 250 with like 40 catches. I don't disagree with you. And if that happens to me, he's probably a top seven, eight back. Top, I was going to say top 10. Yeah. And that's very likely to happen. If I like getting to put people touches. at seven or eight. Yes, you do. Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> I see the top six in my mind and I'm like, okay. I No, I agree. That's That's... The thing that I've been looking at more recently, because like I said, Mark Ingram signed with Baltimore. I was nervous about mm-hmm. the workload, and I've been nervous about the workload for quite some time. When I heard they were going to cut one of the Gus Bus or Kenneth Dixon, um, I kind of looked at it, and I was like, okay, Justice Hill is going to be the second, maybe the third I running back I think he'll probably be roster. like a third down back type player. Gus Edwards is going to come in for relief. Right. And with the amount that they ran the ball last year, even if that decreases to like 475 to 500, I can't really see a world where Mark Ingram doesn't, unless he gets hurt, that he doesn't get 250 carries. Or if Justice Hill turns into be the next Alvin Kamara, Correct. like yeah. So, which is highly Lamar Jackson would have to have like I know rushes. I know there's there the the truthers are out in you know they're rioting uniforms on you know Justice Hill, but it's preseason, <laughs> so relax. What was it? I think he's going to be okay. I think he's a good complimentary piece. I don't think he's going to be. If you watched any of the preseason games with Justice Hill, you will know that the guy's talented. Right. Um, But I talked about this before. Last year, right at the beginning of our podcast, I talked about if Mark Ingram got his shot, he could be an RB1. He was an RB1 last two years ago with Alvin Kamara on his team. (laughs) That That was a crazy year. That was a crazy year. But you're telling me that if... Mark Ingram touches the ball 285 to 290 times that he can't ascend into at least an RB10? It's possible. It's very possible. I love Ingram. I'm, if you're sitting there in the middle round, middle of the fifth round, he's on the board, take him. Take him. He's a perfect flex. I'm telling you right now, like as a fifth-round pick, if you need a flex, don't waste your time on another wide receiver draft Mark Ingram. Save money. Live better, Mark Ingram. <laughs> Great value. Great value. Uh, number four on our list, Julian Edelman, our last skill player. And then we we go to the one quarterback that you desperately wanted to put yes, on this list. I wanted one quarterback. Stay tuned for the one quarterback. <laughs> uh, Julian Edelman is on this list. New England Patriots wide receiver. A lot of people have been concerned about his broken hand. Don't be. Um, there is no way in hell that Tom Brady can throw it to James White as much as he did last year. And I could be very wrong about that, but there, I expect a regression in the amount of targets that James White got last year. 
Yeah. That, uh, where well, are those targets going to go? Where? Julian Edelman. Oh. Julian Edelman, Julian Edelman over the last, I think he had a four-game suspension for using the PEDS. Uh, so from week five to week 17, our he friend Julian Edelman was ninth in fantasy. I like to I like to call everyone wants here's what here's what I'll say. Everyone wants the sexy pick. Everyone wants yep. the the Juju Smith Schusters of the world. They want the they want the Antonio fun. Brown. They want the Julio Joneses and the Hopkins and the Browns and the Mike Evans and the Keenan Allens, right? Julian Edelman is on a team that's won six Super Bowls and that has a forty one year old quarterback playing for them and they hate the Patriots. Julian Edelman that's is true. not a sexy pick. He gets 14 fantasy points in a half PPR setting every time he steps on the field. That is ridiculous. That like, is insane. He gets. I'm going to pull up. I'm, I'm literally going to pull up the week to week. He's a guaranteed seven catches a game. Wide receiver two. Wide receiver seven two. to ten catches in my microphone. Easily, Julian Edelman is one of the most like. If you draft him, you know he's going to be good. His yeah. floor is so high, meaning it's very difficult for him to be bad. The only thing that would cause him to have a very poor season, I think, is either Nikhil Harry gets 100 targets or Tom yeah, Brady really unlikely. falls off a cliff or Julian Edelman gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, you want me to give weeks 5 to 17, you want me to give, his, give you his weekly performance? Sure. In full PPR, he had 12, okay. which is number 30, finished that week. Um, after that... 16, which was a wide receiver, two. 14, wide receiver, two. 20 fantasy points, wide receiver, 12. 17 fantasy points, wide receiver, 12. 19 fantasy points, wide receiver, 13. 18 fantasy points, wide receiver, 17. 9 fantasy points against the Minnesota Vikings, one of the best defenses in the NFL. 47 in fantasy, uh, 47th. Um, I think it was an art. That's a wide receiver five, I believe. 23 the following week, wide receiver, seven. 16 the following week after that, wide receiver, 12. Uh, 19 fantasy points. He was a wide receiver too then. And then uh, number he had 20 fantasy points week 17, and that was also a wide receiver two performance. So he was finishing as a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two, basically 80-something percent of his games last year. That is insane. So you're telling me that, that this is not a week in and great week value? Out. It is. I mean, week in and week out, Julian, Julian Edelman will... Get you what you need to do to win on a weekly basis. It's true. He's a perfect complimentary piece, which is exactly not all the time, but yeah, depending if you're trying to like draft for a trade. But if you're drafting for someone on your team, he's a perfect complimentary piece to whoever yep, you draft definitely. in the first three rounds. And, four and rounds. so, for people concerned about what you just said, the 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 quarterback situation, the Tom Brady not being Brady know, off a cliff, Brady off a cliff situation. Brady has gotten faster. He's thrown the ball the hardest he's ever thrown. Are you saying it. he's going to be? I'm not saying he's going to decline. <laughs> okay, Max Kellerman, and like I, th- when you see this type of like he's in shape, he's ready to go. There's no reason to believe that Tom Brady can't do it. Like when Peyton Manning was done, he was throwing ducks for like two <laughs> seasons. He was throwing balls yeah. like up in the air and hoping somebody caught them. And like he, his shoulder looked like garbage. Brady, I don't think he's the same quarterback he was. Like he's not two the or three same quarterback that he was two or three years ago. But he still but got he the is same. Still very he's good. still yeah. got the same zip on the ball. He's still got that same connection to Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman is as safe as a as safe a pick as you can get. Now, what round is he going in? Fifth, I think. Because if you can get him in the sixth round safely. Oh yeah, especially I think full PPR. He's probably going even higher. But he's the perfect like. But. In the say in the second round, like I said, you draft your you draft your wide receiver one, you get Juju or something, and then you want to go court running back, running back. You get two running backs in two straight rounds, get good values on those guys, and then you get to the fifth round and you need your wide receiver too. Yep. Julian Edelman's literally perfect. He is. Like if you draft Tyree Kill, we talk about the inconsistency of Tyree oh, Kill. Yeah, he'd be, Julian makes up for that. He'd be a perfect fit if he drafted with, Tyree, with Kill. Tyree Kill. Yeah, I'm not because a, one week we're Tyree Kill stacking wide receivers, but <laughs> one week, yeah, one one week Tyree, Tyree Kill will get you 30 points. Yeah, the next week he's gonna get you six, and that week he gets you six, you know you're gonna get at least like 10 to 15 points from your receiver because of Julian Edelman. What we're telling you is to draft Julian Edelman is what, yeah. what we're saying essentially. Yeah. Uh, number five on our list, final guy, the guy you've been waiting for. I teased you <sighs> like two minutes ago. Deshaun Watson, quarterback value. You could really say Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers either. 
like either yeah you one could of, there's either honestly, either one of these guys you could you could kind of here's why, here's why i say targets for these guys i picked deshaun watson because i think he's going to be the best i think there's a really good chance Deshaun watson is the best fantasy quarterback this year to me these guys are falling right now in a lot of drafts i don't know it's not just our league because I, I'll join a lot of like random drafts mm-hmm. and I guarantee you in a, the draft or the league that you're in, there's going to be one or two guys that go insane and they're going to draft a quarterback early. Yeah. They're going to take Aaron Rodgers in the third round. They're going to take Patrick Mahomes in the second or first round. That means it's guys like Deshaun Watson. Right. And even like Andrew Luck is falling right now, but I'll just leave it to Deshaun Watson because yep. since we chose him. A guy like Deshaun Watson might fall mm-hmm. if he falls in those rounds i'm not always on board to take a quarterback early we're both on this boat yeah but if a quarterback like that falls to six is seven. falling in the sixth seventh round which i will never draft a quarterback in the sixth round if deshaun watson is in the sixth round you're not taking him no you're a madman seventh round <laughs> yes okay i would consider it i took i did i've done three mock drafts this yep. week in all three mock drafts, Andrew, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson was available in the seventh round. Wow. If that is the case in your draft, and you already, you're using our strategy. Great first, value. First six rounds, you've taken running backs and receivers. Yep. You already have three running backs. You have three receivers or four running backs, whatever. But you have your core. I don't mind taking Deshaun Watson in that spot, especially because I think he's going to be, it's going to be him and Mahomes, in my opinion, as the two best quarterbacks in fantasy this year. And I don't think Deshaun Watson is very far off from Patrick Mahomes. Just Will Fuller is back fully healthy. DeAndre Hopkins is as good as he's ever been. That team offensively is a juggernaut. Yeah. I think uh, Deshaun Watson as well. He's he's number one on my rankings. More recently, because of the Andrew Luck injury to his ankle, I moved him down to three. Um, Rogers stayed at four. Mahomes went to two, and Deshaun oh, Watson is wow. now Mahomes number one. Isn't four anymore? Yeah, no, no, he's not. At, well, he never. Uh, well, he was at four. I moved yeah, him up was. to three. Now he's two. So, uh, Deshaun Watson, though, he's number one on my 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 uh, my rankings, and and it's because, uh, like you said, I believe that he can be the number one fantasy quarterback this year, um, and at a seventh round value, that's perfect. It's literally perfect. He can rush the ball. He can pass it for four thousand yards. He literally is the epitome of what you want as a fantasy quarterback. A guy who can rush it for seven hundred, six hundred yards, and get three or four touchdowns, as well as throw for 30-plus touchdowns and 4,000 yards. Like, literally, that's what you want from your quarterback. Right. And that's what you're getting from Watson. And I think Watson, if he does that, he's going to be a high-end, high-end quarterback. Like, he's automatically, to me, a third-round quarterback, a top-three quarterback. Yep. And so, and so I think a guy in, you know, going off the board as the set, as the third, fourth, or fifth quarterback is perfect. It's, it's, a, it's a great value. Um, I hate keep like we keep saying that phrase. It's a great value, um, but I think I love Watson, especially this year. And I I talked about him months ago, like you know when we started having these discussions in February and in March. I talked about how I how much I loved Deshaun Watson, and I thought he was going to be a not a breakout guy this year, but a top three quarterback. Yeah. And that he's now climbed he's, every year. He's ascended into that number one spot. If he stays healthy, he can and will be that guy. And I think that there's there's not much stopping him. I really love Deshaun Watson. Now, I do want to note something really fast because okay. we've got to wrap up the show and, and all that stuff. But <laughs> unless you have any more thoughts on Deshaun Watson. I just love him. That's okay. <laughs> um, so if you don't end up with a Rodgers, a Luck, or a Watson, or even like... I did a mock the other day and a guy that I've been getting, you know, with the, when, when I have the sixth or seventh overall pick, I've been getting Cam Newton a lot. Um, and when I land Cam Newton, I feel good. But the other day, somebody took him far too early okay. and um, I ended up having to take somebody else. Don't panic if your quarterback mm, this is, is not very on true. the board. I think a lot of people go, oh my God, Deshaun Watson got picked in the sixth round. What do I do now? And then they go out and they reach for a quarterback. Yep. And then the next person reaches for a quarterback. Yeah, and then you start you start a freaking <laughs> run on quarterbacks and ruin everyone's if life. They make the run on quarterbacks and overvalue them. You know what that yep. means? They're having a bad draft. They are, but that means a guy like Mark Ingram that we just talked about yeah. is available in the sixth round because everybody or seventh round went, because went everybody took quarterbacks. Yeah. I think I think take advantage. You got to take advantage of it, and I think for me. 
I also think I think if you don't get like you said, this this goes for any guy. If you don't get your guy, don't panic. Make a smart pick. Simple as that. Like don't get your guy, don't panic, make a smart pick. Boom. Great value. <laughs> it's great value. <laughs> That'll do it for our top five mid round targets. Be sure to listen on Thursday as we do our fourth oh mock boy. draft of five. Four or five. It's almost, mock draft season. We're now. almost done with mock drafts. Woo! We're going to give you one more mock draft before September 30th. It'll be our fifth mock. Uh, September. I keep saying September. I'm in, I'm in September, August 30th. Yep. August 29th is our last mock draft. Next week, uh, this Thursday, though, is our fourth mock draft of the year. Be sure to listen. Um, don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Some great articles there. Some great articles. Great content. See you Tuesday, Thursday. What what even day is it? See you Thursday. <laughs> See you Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.